0: Sent another episode of your own serial, Castlewick Light. The Major and his wife Eleanor have fallen out with their daughter Ruth, who wants them to have their grandchildren, whilst she goes to America with her husband. Clive is trying to persuade John Goff's brother Richard to invest in his health food center, whilst John desperately tries to keep up by modernizing his grocery. Meanwhile, Following the departure of Father Marsh, St. Stephen's is without a vicar.
1: That was a fine sermon, Father Whitcomb. I must say how welcome it is to have a more traditional atmosphere once a day in St. Stephen's Church.
0: Nice of you to say so, Miss... uh, Miss I wonder
1: uh, whether you have any news yet. ...concerning the appointment to the beneficiary.
0: Well, it's a little early days for...
1: Because I sincerely hope that we are consulted... ...before any decision is taken.
0: Yes, well, these things take time, as I'm sure you it know. It
1: occurred to me... Uh, uh, ...but as rural dean, you might have heard something.
0: Me? Oh, dear me, no. It's often the last... But I'm often the last person to hear anything about... ...anything in these particular...
1: Oh, Mary! Father Whitcomb. Uh, this, I need hardly remind you, is the young lady whom our late
2: lamented father- Nice of... to meet you, Mr. Whitcomb. Good to have you with us, fill in the gap.
0: My pleasure. Well, someone has to keep an eye on Stevens Stephen's at this difficult time.
2: I take it, Mary,
1: my dear, that Father Marsh has not carried out his threat to resort to legal action to try and vindicate his abhorrent behaviour. Well, no,
2: but I can't help feeling a bit scared.
0: I shouldn't worry, my dear. Really, I shouldn't. I will be very surprised if you hear any more from Geoffrey Marsh. That threat of his should be taken with a
1: pinch of salt. An evil man! Why, Mary, in this way? After all the unpleasantness he caused her in the first place. Well, I'm not sure we should condemn the
0: man entirely. There was a lot of good in him. He certainly brought the church a fair number of new members.
1: Whilst losing a fair number of old ones, I'm afraid. No, I suppose I must be fair. If one disregards his indiscretions, he did leave a certain amount behind which we can be grateful for. Anyway, Mary, my dear, I'm sure you can sleep soundly in your bed again.
2: But I suppose... Oh, I don't know. Life's full of worry. get rid of one problem and another's waiting to take its place. Why?
1: Whatever do you mean?
2: Oh, you don't know him, Mr. Wickham. My husband, Paul. He walked out on me some months back.
1: Don't tell me. And
2: now he's busily regretting it. Well, so he wants to come back and give it another try, but still go on saying that carol creature. What a source! You're not going to agree! I don't know what to do. I'm so terribly...
1: Oh, my dear, That's only
0: one thing you can decide. But you can always come and talk to me if you think it will help.
2: Thanks a lot. I might take you up on that.
3: Look, George, we can't let Ruth and David down. They haven't found anyone for the children yet, and they leave for America next Tuesday. Well,
4: I'm not going over there, and that's final. Much too tiring for both of us.
3: But it will be lovely to be with the grandchildren. Emma and James You are seem
4: to forget, Eleanor, dear. We're not talking about a few days. It's weeks. Ruth doesn't even seem to know precisely when they'll be back.
3: Well, it all depends on how...
4: I want to see Emma and James. Of course I do. But I don't feel up to being responsible for them for so long. And they're young. They need their parents.
3: Well, I don't see what Ruth and David are going to do, then.
4: Well, then they should have thought of that instead of assuming that we're ready to jump in and help at a moment's notice. Anyway, there's the dog as well. You know how boisterous he is? Well, it will be just too much for me.
3: Perhaps I'd better go myself.
4: You're jolly well not.
3: You can't stop me, George.
4: I can and I will, Eleanor. For once, Ruth has got to learn a lesson. Perhaps then she won't take us for granted in the future. You never know. We might even see more of her. Now, I'd better get down to the greenhouse and get on with that potting. Sitting around here, worrying about Ruth, won't get the gardening done. Oh. What's the matter, George? Oh, nothing, Eleanor. Just a sharp pain across the chest. Touch of indigestion. Too much roast beef.
3: You keep on getting that pain. You must see the doctor, George.
4: Oh, nonsense, dear. You fussed.
3: George, whether you like it or not, I'm going to phone Dr. Baxter straight away. Just you stay there until I come
5: back. Now, come on, John. I'm sure you didn't just ask Alice and myself round for Sunday afternoon tea. It's always good to see you both. But I must admit that I did want to have a word in private.
6: Oh, sounds very dramatic, John.
5: Not specially, Alice. We've talked about it afore. But I wanted Tom to hear what we decided. Oh, about the shop, you mean? Exactly. I've been giving the matter a lot of thought. And I wanted you both to be fully in the picture. Still on about my stake in Clive's health food shop product? Not completely. It's about this shop. I'm definitely going to convert it into a small supermarket. And I'm going to take on that Clive Blades. A supermarket? Well, Alice did sort of hint, yeah. but you never. I've got to move with the times if I'm going to protect my business. And with the likes of Clive Blades around, it's getting increasingly difficult. But he plans to sell just health foods and fish. If you believe what he said about a wet fish counter, (laughs) (laughs) Well, you
6: John's right, you know. Clive Blades just wants a local, a respectable local figure on his side.
5: Not you as well, Alice. Oh,
6: what's that mean, love?
5: Well, never mind about Clive Blades. I intend making my supermarket plans a success. But, Tom, I need your help. My help? What have you and Alice been cooking up behind my back?
6: We haven't been cooking up anything, Tom. I'm not quite sure what John's going to say. It's just that
5: Alice has agreed to help manage the shop.
6: Oh, yes. Well, um, I've told him that already.
5: Well, that's good, then. I'm pleased you will still have a job. I thought supermarkets were labour-saving. But this is the point, Tom. I want you to be in on this. Wet fish doesn't belong in a health food shop. But it does in a supermarket. I'd like you to run a proper wet fish counter. Supply and sell your own business. You haven't got room. Well, I can expand. With a bit of cash, I might be able to get hold of one of the shops on either side. Cash? And combine the two. Cash?
6: John, why off from?
5: Sort of trying to borrow a few Canadian dollars. You mean your brother? Oh, Oh, I think you'll find that Clive got his claws in the richer before you did.
6: You know, I'd much prefer you working for John rather than throwing your lot in with Clive. He's not very reliable. Anyway, that's my opinion.
5: Well, I don't know.
6: Just think, Tom. For a nominal rent, you'll be able to get back to what you do best. Fishing and selling fish. And we'll be in it together.
5: Well, it'll be nice working alongside you, love, but there's Mary to be thought of. She's supposed to be running the shop side for Clive. Well, we can talk about that as well. She and I got on well enough after that storm. Clive's not going to like it, and he's a funny fellow if you try and cross him. (laughs) Shouldn't worry. You know what he's like. All go for an idea one minute, and forgotten it the next. (laughs) I think that now Beth Holstead's dropped out.
6: Oh, don't count your chickens, John. Clive's not going to let Beth off, though, because he's either as that.
5: Well, I happen to know that he's not going to find finance quite as easy as he thought he was going to. But surely your brother Richard is going to... Nad, don't you be too sure on that score, Tom. Young Clive could just be in for a little surprise.
3: I'm sorry to call you out on a Sunday afternoon, Dr. Baxter. Do come in.
7: Oh, don't worry about that, Mrs. Peacock. You've both been model patients since you moved here. I think this is the first time I've been needed. Now, where's Mr. Peacock?
3: He's in the lounge. Oh, and I'd call him Major if I were you. I know he's not on active service anymore, but he prefers the town to know him as... Of course,
7: of course. I understand perfectly. Now, lead me to the patient.
3: Follow me, then. He's in here. I've made him rest in an armchair. George, dear,
4: this is Dr. Baxter.
7: Good afternoon, Major. Alan Baxter.
4: Oh, I told Eleanor not to bother you on a Sunday, Doctor?
7: No problem. It's my day for being on call, and luckily you're on my
4: list anyway. Now, what seems to be the trouble? Well, there's nothing wrong at all. Just a, a bad attack of indigestion. Right, then. Indigestion.
7: I'd better make sure. No, don't sit up. Just relax in your chair, and I'll take a few soundings. Your wrist first, to check your pulse.
3: Can I get you some tea, Doctor?
7: No, but thank you. Coffee? Really, no. It's good of you, but I've had cups of tea at my last two visits right now where's the pain well just a bit uncomfortable across here
4: yes Ooh. yes indeed
7: feel a bit like a hot metal band
4: well not exactly perhaps just a little bit forehead
7: yes i thought so mrs peacock yes doctor do you have a, a phone by all means doctor come with me
3: i'll show you where it is just outside in the hall I don't like the look of him at all. Is it something serious, Doctor?
7: Well, let's hope not. Should be fairly straightforward. You really don't need to worry unduly, but I think we must take proper precautions. What's wrong with him then? Well, I think it's just possible that your husband may be going into cardiac arrest.
2: old George Peacock.
8: Major Peacock? Oh, what's happened to him? Rushed into
2: Stonebridge General this afternoon. Poor heart attack. Fellow.
8: Poor fellow. Mind you, he was getting awfully worked up about so many things recently.
2: Yes, I know what you mean. There was his new job as the governor at Dorothy's school, and then that business with the vicar. He was right in the middle of all that.
8: When I gather other things I haven't been to happy with his
2: daughter, either.
8: No, well, she's a bit of a madam, if you want my opinion. I mean, I'm not a model son, but I do keep in regular touch with the parents. I dare say you've not been too much help either, Cloud. Oh, no, I must admit that's true.
5: Just doesn't pay to get all hot and
8: bothered about things. You've
5: got to take them as they come. Over the past year, that's one thing I've had to learn to the hard way.
2: And a good job, too, if you ask me. Before your accident, my love, you were like a cat on a hot tin roof. Even now, you don't rest as much as you should. Rubbish.
5: Just because I'm blind, I don't need any more rest than anybody else. Life's not worth living if you don't make the most of what you've
8: got. Quite right, Billy. That's what I always say. Oh, damn. This pump's going. I'm just going to put another barrel of bitter on Marge.
5: Oh, are you, Jeremy? I'll join you. You can give me a hand getting get him some more cider up.
8: Make sure Jeremy doesn't help himself, eh, Billy? Cut it out, Clive. Oh, dear. A bit sensitive, aren't we, old man? I just don't appreciate your sense of humour, old boy. Come on, Jeremy. Lead the way. Can do without any
5: argument.
2: You really shouldn't stir things up, Clive Blades. Young Jeremy's doing very well. Hasn't touched a drop of alcohol for weeks.
8: Don't you believe it.
2: He only drinks coke or fruit juice when he's on duty.
8: Well, then he's doing it in secret. That's my opinion. I smelt it, Marge.
2: Did you now? Well, I'd keep your opinions to yourself. You've already done your best to upset Beth and Jeremy. Me? That's not
0: fair, Marge. It takes two to tango.
8: Yes,
2: you, Clive. Anyway, here comes your millionaire friend. Evening, Mr. Goff. Whiskey?
0: You can read my mind, Marge. Oh, hello, Clive. Hoping to find you here. Like one as well? Well, yes, please, Richard. That'll be great.
8: Uh, I'd better stick to blades. Someone to start chasing them. Can we go over there to (laughs) the I want to talk
0: to you. Sure. No problem. One
2: One scotch, scotch. one blades. That's £2.40.
0: There are, Marge. Buy one for yourself.
2: Thanks very much, Richard.
0: I'll bring them over. Oh, that's better. Sorry. I've spilled a bit.
8: Oh, that's all right. Now then.
0: Okay. About your project.
8: Ah, yes. You've got some good news for me.
0: I'm just wondering about that young lady you originally planned to open the shop with, Beth. I've been talking to her, just casually, you know. Strikes me as a pity you two have bust up. She's fallen out, I haven't. I'm still very keen on having her in on the scheme. Yes, well, that might be a very good thing. You couldn't afford to lose her to the opposition. Opposition? Oh, you mean a brother. Look, Clive, I'm going to have to level with you. That sounds ominous. See, it's like this. You want me to come in with you as a sleeping partner, and I think you've got a great idea. At the same time, my brother John wants me to help inject a bit of fuel into a plan he's making of his own. So? So it's goddamn awkward. I'm trapped like a wolf between a hundred and a lake. I mean, either I help you both, in which case I'm setting up two rival businesses, unless you both compromise. Never. We can't work together. I've tried to talk your brother into
8: that, and he's practically kicked me out of his shop. How about this little lady, Beth? She's an attorney,
0: as I understand. Well, a lawyer, yes. Partner in a firm of solicitor's. Then you need her on your side. She'll know how to put a case tactfully and diplomatically. I want her on my side.
4: Well,
8: I'll have to see what I can do. Oh, God, I wish there was a bit more time. She'd cool off a bit if we gave her the chance. Then I could move in again. In any case, being perfectly frank with you, Richard, I've never had any intention of losing her like a ship passing in the night.
0: I'm, well, I'm very fond of her. So someone was saying, Clive. Well, there you have it. I'll be on my way before long, and I want this thing settled before I go. So you'd better come up with a few clever answers, because if you don't, then the deal's off.